Hello and welcome into Let's Talk About It, episode three, right here on No Filter Network on February 8th, 2024. I am once again your host, Keenan, and I'm ready to talk about it. So, what a week it was in the NHL. We had an all-star break, had a coach fired, and then now two big trades that hopefully will push two Canadian teams over the edge. We will find out and see as they play out. But I appreciate every single one of you for hopping in here and watching live on No Filter Network. And those of you who are listening on Spotify and now Apple Music after the fact. I hope everyone can hear me okay and I'm sounding good. And let's get this show on the road. It's going to be a great show here. I got Waz from Oilers Nation who's going to be hopping on here later on in the show to talk about how the Oilers streak ended and stuff just with the team. I don't have many people to talk Oilers with, so hey, let's bring on. And I look forward to having each and every one of you guys here on the live show here today. So thank you so much for everyone who has hopped on and listening and supporting out this podcast. It's been one hell of a ride. This amount of support I've actually gotten is absolutely insane. And it's really helped me out and going about my daily thing with this because I can't do without the support. All you guys who are here week in, week out, listening after the fact, it really does help me out. And the fact that I have people who enjoy it and can listen in to me and enjoy the hockey talk. Because, yeah, it's a hockey podcast, but I want to talk about more stuff in general. Stuff that's going on in the world, stuff that's going on in life. And it's let's talk about it for a reason. Got something on your mind you want to talk about, feel free and hey. So I'll go over with the No Filter Network here. If you want to chime in or have a chance to hop on the show, don't be afraid. Hit the knock button. I'm sure that's what I'm going to have Waz here do here sooner or later. And yeah, episode three, baby. February 8th, let's do this. As you can see, I'm wearing my Anaheim Ducks jersey right here for today. Old school. It's actually a Charlie Conway jersey. But and hey, I actually have my toque on this time. So hey, it will be perfect. So I'm going to start off by answering a Q&A question I got from a listener here over the past last episode about how I came up with the name Let's Talk About It for my podcast. Well, funny story, actually. I didn't come up with it, as a matter of fact. I actually took someone else's idea. Shout out to Shauna from Oilers Fans on Facebook. She actually came up with the name here. Basically, it was a name that I, I I was struggling. I didn't know what to come up with. I didn't know what to do or what what to do, really. Like, I wanted something where I could talk hockey, but something more generalized. So I put something out there. Well, next thing I know, she comes up with, let's talk about it. Well, the amount of likes that it was getting, it's like, okay, I got to go with this. Went to work, designed a logo, and now here you are listening to my show. And I appreciate it once again. But hey. Big shout out to Shauna. I mean, what would I have named this podcast? I mean, I did one before hitting the numbers. That would be a really cool name to have with my podcast. But whatever I got to do, I mean, and if who's those who don't know what a toque is, it's this one I'm wearing right here. It's a winter cap, Canadian style. You got to have your toque. You know, it's cold outside here. Yeah, it's spring's coming. Spring's around the corner. Did the groundhog see a shadow? I'm not too sure. But hey, wear your toques and keep warm. Am I right? And this one right here is actually from the Heritage Classic back this year. I actually had a chance to attend the game. And, man, what a great time. Big shout out to all my friends I love. Big shout out to Arfon for the tickets. We all had a blast. And, hey, right team won, baby. Right team won. The Oilers won. So can't go wrong with that. But, yeah. And, so I mean, let's talk about it. Feel free. Hop on. Knock. 
I would love to bring you on here. And another thing this week where I hope I sound good because I got my wisdom teeth out and that sucked. Imagine that. Like, I'm not sure how my speak is doing right now. My speak, my speech is right now as I'm talking. It already sounds bad as it is, as I worry. But I mean, I got them out and it's just, it was such a painful process having that, you know, you can't eat, like you can't eat normal food for months afterwards. Like I can't even have popcorn. I can't even have chips. I can't even, you know, enjoy food. Like I got to nibble on it like a freaking chipmunk here to enjoy the food, like break them apart, nibble, nibble, nibble. Like I got to, I can't even eat toast. That's how bad it is. I got to microwave my bread to get nice and soft. But <laughs> I mean, and the worst thing was, so you have your fasting before, cause you go under, I had like anesthetic, which I'll tell a funny story about that here, but you have your anesthetic. So you can't eat after midnight. Well, I ate at 12.01. Don't tell my doctor that. But, but yeah, but I mean, you have your anesthetic. You can't eat after midnight. Well, my surgery was at like three o'clock. So I went 15 hours without eating. That was, mm. and then afterwards you're hungry, but you can't eat because your mouth's all frozen. It's like you're craving stuff. Like well, I was personally craving a McRib, which up here in Canada, we got that now, but I could not eat that till a few days later. And even then I had to like nibble on it, like break it apart and, I, I, I'm happy that the McRib, I want my honest review, it's, it's all right. I mean, it's rather, rather different for sure. I mean, something that you have up, like, it's only up here for a few weeks, so can't really complain with that. But I mean, yeah, it took us some time and some courage to eat it because don't know, and you can't even have sesame seeds, so I got to watch what I eat. And Anyways, I'm sure I'm losing people's interest. I digress severely. But hey, I'm happy that now I'm able to talk and bring you guys the best hockey content that I can on the show here today because it is going to be an amazing show. I look forward to having you all here. Big shout out to everyone who, new listeners, people who've been here since day one. Big shout out to all of you guys. So yeah, and enough about that. Like now I can speak and now I can start eating. I got my or Darnell Nurse Popeye's cup. Big shout out to that. And yeah, here we go. Big show. Let's get this on the road. So I'm going to start off with covering my breakdown of NHL All-Star Weekend here. We got, we had the draft. First time we had the draft format for the teams. And I mean, at first I was like, okay, they're doing the two teams, like back to normalcy. We're doing a full game, five on five. Nope. It ended up being a three on three once again. Kind of, I don't like the format. I'll be honest about that. I really don't. I wish that they would do the normal five on five game, 20 minute or 20. Yeah. 20 minute, three periods, but not going to lie. It actually, if they're trying to like enhance the players out, like show, get a lot more players out there for that. It's a lot more easier and a lot more like easier to when you got small teams. And the one thing too, I don't like is having one player from every team. I talked about that back in episode one, a player from every team. I mean, then guys like Panarin were missing out. Hyman, who's having a great season. Like Rantanen, guys who are all-star caliber. Instead, you got guys like Bjorkstrand or guys who are from a team that they just pull out of a hat pretty much. And we don't know who to pick. Here you go. Here's all-star weekend. And I'm sure a lot of them wish that they were on the beach in, you know, Mexico, like Kucherov, for example. I didn't watch the skills competition, but from what I saw from the highlights, my God. Kucherov, you're the leading scorer in the NHL. 
put in some effort when you're out there. Like, look like you're trying to have fun and look like you don't want to be out on the beach right now. Because Kucherov, big thumbs down for you. You looked, but he looked like he was pretty bad out there and didn't want to be there in Toronto. It said, yeah, he would rather be in sunny, sunny Mexico or coast, wherever they're going, wherever his team was. Like the passing, I wish I had a video I could pull up here. The passing challenge, the way he lately passed it and barely hustled. Like he deserved to be booed. Big thumbs down for him. Like you're the top scorer in the NHL right now. At least represent yourself like you want to be. Put even a fake smile on your face and have fun doing it. But instead, you're out there. Like that's my one ick with a skills competition. Right player, best player in the NHL one in Connor McDavid. That's for sure. Like fastest skater, no doubt. Accuracy shooting was such a great time. And like like Chris said on the chat here, you think people would actually want to know what exactly. You think that like he, I don't know what his salary, what he's getting paid for, but but. You think that you'd at least want that million dollars, but what someone made the comment to me, maybe they should do donation to charity. Maybe that's what they should do when it comes to having the, you know, like million dollars. Cause these guys don't need the money. Well, maybe do that. But same time, it's to drive the guys going forward for million bucks. You play a good or you do a good, you perform well, you will get that money. And like David, I mean, he was accuracy shooting. And then he did that con or thing right there at the end where he like went through the pylons and he got all ready. Like that was great to see from Connor McDavid on all-star weekend. He's the best player in the NHL for, yeah, right now the points ain't showing it, but he's really pulling up. And I just see Chris said here, Cooch made nine points. Thanks for that, Chris. I wasn't sure I should have had that in my notes for his salary there, but you think Kucherov, you got to give some effort, man. <laughs> just have fun. Put a smile on your face. Yeah, you're missing out on Mexico. Boo-hoo. And yeah, have fun doing it. You're an all-star. Take pride in it. If you don't want it, tell your team to appoint someone else next time. At least look like. And the game, I mean, like I touched on there before, the game is a little, you know, why? Like, I don't really like the three-on-three format. But at the same time, I understand why they're doing it because, like I said, showcasing more players. So, But next year, though, NHL All-Star Weekend is going to look a little different because NHL is actually bringing in the Four Nations Cup instead of the All-Star Game in 2025. So four, four teams from four different countries. We got Canada, USA, Finland, and Sweden. Only four, though. That's the thing. Only four countries are being represented. So you got different teams. You got, like, teams from Europe, like a bunch of players from Europe who are missing out on having the chance to, like, you got Cooper... Not, well, Russia too. Russia as well. Like, I mean, yeah, they're right now there's all the political stuff going on, but at least give them a team or something. Or my idea was maybe make a European team like they did in the World Cup back in 2016. Why not bring that for the teams that don't have, like for the countries that don't have enough players to make a team, but they have enough to make this team. Like if they were to maybe even do six, like they could bring Russia because Russia has a lot of good NHL players. And then in that sense, make a Europe team for all the countries, like the little countries, like Czech Republic, got Slovakia, Slovenia, all of them, Germany, like Dreisaitl. Dreisaitl won't even be in it. He's an all-star and he's like one of the top players in the league right now, but he won't be there. Same with Pasternak for Czech Republic. Guy can score a goal a game if he really tried to, but yet he won't be there to represent that in the NHL, which is rather disappointing to see. Like as much as it we... Would love to have that. We'd love to have 
like full representation around the league it is rather annoying when you can't have you know you can't have different guys like tim stutzel for example he's another like young prospects guys who are coming up and then the question will be i'll cover that on a later episode who's going to make team canada i mean you gotta break it down break down the goalies i mean my bias is telling me Skinner, the way he's been playing on the run that the Oilers on, which we'll touch on here later with Waz here. But it will be, it's something. It really is going to be something special here. And yeah, and then another thing they announced over All-Star Weekend is having players on in the Olympics. And I mean, NHL players in the Olympics, why wasn't it done before? This is the first time since 2014. Man, I was 11 years old when they did that. Wow. Back in Sochi. I mean, 2018, they had the big thing. They didn't want to do it. They didn't want to do it. They wanted to do the All-Star game. Okay, well, then I guess in 2022, they were in Beijing. They were supposed to go, and then there was COVID, which I'm not going to talk about. But <laughs> they were supposed to have that there. So it's like, why? We we're missing out on players like Ovechkin, who never really got to play. And that's the thing with the Olympics. Is Russia going to be represented? Ovechkin, he's going to be 41 years old. Is he going to play in that Olympics? Or 40 based on when the Olympics are. Either way, you got guys who are getting up there in the age that missed out on, on some opportunities before to come on and be with, like, represent their country. That's the one player's union. That's why they got the World Juniors. They got the World Championship. World Championship, it's not the same because you got the top players who are playing in the NHL playoffs at the time. So it's rather tough to have that. But then at the same time, why not? Why? I mean, they should have just been in Beijing to begin with. That would have been nice to see them in the tournament there. So, I mean, well, and a lot of these players, like, it'll be nice to see Connor McDavid throw on. Hopefully they get Crosby in there too, get that veteran leadership in. But, I mean, NHL players are back. There's only been a few times before I actually found that out. Like, 20, there was 2002 in Salt Lake. There was 2006 in Turin. Then 2010, Vancouver. And then 2014 in Sochi. Yeah. And then 1998 in Nagano. I think that was the other one. So they had that chance before. And now here they are. They got guys. But it'll be interesting to see. That's year, That's two years from now. We'll touch on that <laughs> later episode. I'll ma- I will probably do like a Olympic projections, what I think at the moment, later episode. And then also at All-Star Weekend, they announced the Winter Classic coming in 2025 back to Wrigley Field in Chicago. First time since 2009 when the Chicago played Detroit. So, I mean, that will be interesting to see. I mean, Chicago, I mean, everyone was talking. Chicago is playing host to St. Louis, actually. But everyone's talking about, oh, all these same teams are getting in, like St. Louis. And I got to say, original six representation will be good. As Chris just said here, Connor Bedard, exactly. It'll be his second year in the NHL. They can represent Connor Bedard, put him in the big stage, throw him out there get more attention in for the game because winter classic ratings have gone down. They really have, but having a guy like Connor Bedard who they can throw in the spotlight, that will actually help them out a lot. First outdoor game too. And outdoor games are so much fun. Like heritage classic this year. Like it's crazy. And Chicago will definitely put on a good game. I mean, I don't remember much of the game it was 2009, but from what I know, it will be like a great show for that. That's definitely for sure. And like I said, I'm not complaining how we have like same team play over and over and over again. Like we don't need 
we don't need to have like different like different teams every year to keep it interesting because some hockey markets are different. You get that Chicago and St. Louis rivalry, bring it back, get them all hyped up to start the year, play some games, and then they meet on January 1st or January 2nd, whenever they play, you're bound to have a great game between two, which, yeah, Chicago, they're not that good of a team this year. But at the same time, you got, um, like, St. Louis, who right now they're floating right outside of the playoff picture. But Chicago can make some moves, bring in some players for this. It will still be a really good game. And let's see. I mean, like Chris said here, game coverage is on TNT. Like, yeah, for sure. I mean, TNT does good with their intermission shows. Biz, Gretzky, Anson Carter, they do good with that. And maybe they can up something for that. And Kenny Albert on the call. Kenny Albert, great legendary broadcaster. Love hearing all his calls. And I watched the Winter Classic this year. Yeah, it was a 3 nothing hockey game, but... I still have fun watching it. And it's just, especially after going to an outdoor game, you get that different feel and different aspect. Like, hey, this actually isn't so bad. This is actually going to be lots of fun to, like, watch. And then watching it, it just felt that so much different there. But we'll see. And I touch on the Oilers here. Well, give it to me now. I'll hear all the hate now. They lost their win streak clear. One game short. Well, so what? <laughs> That's what I'll say. So the hell what it is february now it's february yeah we lost the streak i mean yeah it would have been so nice to see that record not gonna lie but we had we came close we're still up there there's only one other team that had the 16 win streak and that's columbus back in 16 17 i believe it was but we're up there in history we have the canadian all-time record the eyes are on a bigger prize and now I'm going to bring on Waz here from Oilers Nation. And we're going to talk about how this team has played. For I mean, Oilers have really been wonderful to see how the Oilers have been playing this year. And I look forward to seeing what they can go from here. Because hopefully they can move forward from this. They can bounce back. Hopefully they don't go on a crazy long blue streak. Now that would that would suck. That really would suck. But let's see. Hey, Wallace, how's it going today? Yeah, good, good. It's been a, it's been a uh, boring day. I don't know, slow day. I guess it's uh, it's been snowy. You know, not too bad. Are Are you over the loss yet? Oh yeah, I got over it pretty quickly. I'm uh, I'm not too bothered. I've seen where there's losses before. It's it's a shame we couldn't get 17 in a row. But Vegas is a good team, and Aiden Hill kind of stood on his head. So it's just it's annoying that it came against Vegas, but we get another shot against them. I think in April. And I'm just more so looking forward to this uh, California back-to-back in Anaheim and L.A. This is what I'm looking forward to now. Yeah, for sure. Well, and I mean, me too, for exact. Like, I was, I'm in Calgary, so I never heard oh. the end of it. Well, I wake <laughs> up in the morning, I turn on the radio, it's the Oilers suck to do. Like, oh, I heard, heard. I've heard that chant. It's funny that uh, it comes out of Calgary, considering how they've been kind of Oh, I, I, I had some beef with some radio, say, radio hosts in the morning. I'm like, oh, good. Excellent. Why? But, like, we went on a great streak. It was great mm-hmm. to see the way we played. And yep. I mean, what, what was your favorite memory of that win streak? Would you say? Uh, I'm trying to think because uh, just every I feel like you know the All Star game kind of killed that momentum a bit. But yeah. um, it's t- it's tough to pin a moment. I feel like that Rangers game was pretty awesome. The the mm-hmm. win against LA was also really strong. Um, your boy Derek like, Ryan. Yes, actually, <laughs> shootout winner. I remember that. Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> and then I, I would say that the, the Toronto game as well. Yeah, it. it 
I know a lot of people like to harp on us for not beating like great teams, but you know, you can only beat who was in front of you. That's what the Oilers did for about 50 days. Well, yeah, exactly. And I was lucky enough to go to a couple live games there. Like, right. I was at the game in Calgary. I was at the Columbus game. I was at the Philly mm-hmm. game to say, Hey, I was at those games on the street. That's something I can say. Exactly. Hey, look at me go. But I mean, it's definitely, it definitely hurt for a bit, but at the same time, like you said, you touched on Aiden Hill. Imagine if he played a full season, he could mm-hmm. be a Vesna winner there. Yeah. This guy's, and like all the saves he was making, like the one diving across, stopping dry sidle and the one on Kane in the third period, I was like, Come on, like we can't, we're not going to score. But mm-hmm. thanks, thankfully, though, like it's on to the next streak, right? It's not playoffs. We're not, we, exactly. didn't, we didn't lose the Stanley Cup. They, they celebrated like they won the Stanley yeah, Cup. Yeah, yeah. But... And you know, credit to them. Like they played a good, they're, it's a, they're a good hockey team in Vegas. And we gave them a good challenge. It's not like we got dominated by them. I thought it was a pretty even game. Uh, unfortunately, there were some instances where the Oilers could have, you know, defended better, but I didn't think that loss was on Skinner or anything, you know? Yeah. Um, I really wish maybe we could have gone to get depth goal, but it is what it is, and hopefully the Oilers can uh, learn from that game and uh, move on. Exactly. It's on to the back-to-back now. We got Anaheim mm-hmm. and L.A., and I, and did you see, too, today, like, they got the new defensive pairings of yes. for Anaheim. What do you I think saw- about that? I'm I'm excited to see what that's going to be about. Uh, mm-hmm. Darnay and Nurse is very intriguing. I saw somebody on Twitter say, "Oh, you know, are they punishing Ekholm for putting him with Cece? I don't think that's the case. I think they're just experimenting a bit, and you never know. Maybe this is just something they're doing in practice. I think Knobloch mentioned that we're just trying some new things. We're going to see how it works. And yeah, Darnay is the one. I'm really happy to see him kind of. You know, you think about Vince and Darnay where he was last year in Bakersfield. He was a six seven D man, and then he kind of you know, solidified himself into the roster. There was a, he had a lot of haters, especially in the playoffs. Oh, so many people were trying to write him off. You got to trade him, got to get rid of him. But DRNA, I think his progression as a defenseman has been awesome to watch. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, I, I'll, I'll be fair to say I was one of them. I wasn't <laughs> happy with his playoff performance, yeah, but okay. now he's a UFA at the end of the year. So yeah. like, I would love to see him extended and he might take nice, cheaper deal for sure. But I mean, I hope so. Like he t- touched on defense there and like, what do you think about even two bringing in Perry? I mean, I've touched on with Snipes and Stripes, which is live here on No Filter Network Wednesdays. I think that Perry, it's going to be a great fit. We need that veteran presence in the room. And now today he's playing up on the second line. I mean, we're playing Anaheim, so we got we can test yeah. stuff out like Anaheim, but we can't take them lightly as we tend to do sometimes. But uh, yeah, what yeah. do you think? I'm I'm excited to see Perry on that second line. He's a player you can play up and down the lineup. I think it's good. The Oilers aren't really messing too much with that first line. They've been buzzing for a while now. Um, and then uh, I, I like that third line as well that they have with uh, uh, Holloway, McLeod, and Fogel. I think they've got a good chemistry. And then the fourth line is the fourth line. I don't know how much minutes they're going to get. I'm trying to get, find the lines here. I think Tony Barrow's got them. I'm trying to get another look at here. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we have Kane, Drysdale, Perry. Kane's a guy that I kind of want to see get going a bit. He hasn't really produced a ton, especially mm-hmm. during that 16-game win streak. So uh, I, I think there's nothing wrong with uh, a little bit of a reset to the lineup after a loss. Yeah. I know Woodcroft would kind of go to the blender mid-game, but yeah. uh, Knobloch's a smart coach. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, for sure. And, I mean, you ta- you touched on Kane there, and I'm, I'm on, I've been a big supporter of him. He's coming mm-hmm. back from that injury last year. Yeah. He, has fi- he has 15 goals, but, I mean – yeah, he's not noticeable, but you got to think he's being noticeable in the room there. He's getting the guys going. Yeah. If he can show up in the playoffs the way he did back 2022, that's mm-hmm. that's the cane I want to see. I mean, if he can also an end of the year, come game 70, start picking up on that pace so he can hit the ground running, come playoffs, that would be great to see with Kane for sure. 
Yeah, I, I've never been any. I've, I've never been someone who's anti Kane. You know, I think on social media you kind of have two sides to it. Sometimes you have yeah. the people who love Kane, you have the people who hate Kane. There's a group of people that don't like Kane just because of his past history, and they can't they can't get past that, and they they see that like villainous Evander Kane. But for me, like I look at Evander Kane, and maybe maybe he is a player who's regressed a little bit because of injuries, but he's still you know he still provides a little bit of physicality. He's a vocal player. Uh, he does have a scoring touch, you know, we don't really know how much that wrist cut, you know, really uh, yeah, affected exactly. him to an extent. Like, and also I think last year he was banged up. So Evander Kane has had numerous health issues throughout the last year to say, and even at the start of the year, he was scoring, he was buzzing. Uh, when the Oilers were, you know, one of the worst teams in the league, Evander Kane was still scoring and chipping in. So um, I don't know if Kane can, you know, show up a little bit, just score a bit more come playoff time. We're not comp- uh, playing. And I, I think every team can use Evander Kane. I think the only issue with Kane maybe is that like the production isn't really matching, you know, the contract. And when that happens, Oilers fans love to go after players. Oh, we, see with, we see with Darnell Nurse, Connor Brown. Uh, who who else is there? It's like if you're not making what you're worth, it's like you're you're we hate you, you know. Yeah, exactly. Well, and um, Chris touched on here about CC as well, saying CC's getting tested. I agree with that yeah. there. I mean, put him with a new pairing, see how he plays. But what do you, what do you think about CC? I mean, everyone's talking Ooh. about trade CC, trade CC, yeah. but it's who who are you going to go out and get to replace someone with his presence out there? Because he yeah. is noticeable with Nurse. It's tough to say, right? Like you know, Chris Tanev's name's been thrown around. Mm-hmm. Sean Walker in Philly has been thrown around. I think those are the two names that have been really connected with the Oilers. Uh, CC is a weird one because I feel like, like we've kind of said on Oilers Nation throughout our podcast and everything, it's like if you're going to upgrade CC, you might it has to be a good upgrade. It has to be like an Ekholm level, and I don't know if that's out there. I don't I don't know what a Sean Walker is. You know, I didn't really know who Sean Walker was until this <laughs> yeah, season. Uh, Tanev, he's from Calgary. We have an idea of what he is. I think he'd be a good upgrade. He's just making a little bit more than CC. Uh, so I mean, I'd be open to upgrading CC. I wouldn't, if we don't upgrade CC, I'm not angry. You know, I'm not like, oh my God, we had to. I, I think there is a case to be made where, you know, the Oilers, maybe they have to really load up the top six, uh, get a middle six, like a, like a Nick Dowd in the bottom six would be good. Uh, a lot of people are saying how dry settle really needs to find like a nice right winger. And then I don't, I don't know if you heard, but just earlier today, a Pierre Lebrun, the TSN guys were throwing names like Eberly, Daniel Sprong around. So mm-hmm. I've heard um, Konecki to Konecki. Yeah. Konecki will be tough. I think Philly might actually want to keep on to him. I think Philly, like mm-hmm. if we look at the standings, uh, they are currently third in the Metro. They, they could get a playoff spot. And I don't think they want to give up someone like Konecki, you know? Yeah, for sure. I mean, and he is, big like one of their better players and why mm. would they give up and he seems to love playing there and they, yeah. they they're gonna they're gonna make a move the Oilers aren't done yeah but like i i had in my notes here like the lindholm and monan trade but where are those exactly. guys were those guys really gonna come to edmonton that's just it no um but you know i think what they were saying about eberly and the sprongs and i i'm, I'm very high on daniel sprong i think he'd be a great addition to the oilers i, I was i was really wanting him in the, during free agency uh, he had a great season in Seattle, and he's only been doing well better with Detroit. The thing is, if if these teams, you know, fall out of the playoff race, that's when they start to sell. You know, the Red Wings, for example, are kind of right in the middle of the pack in the Atlantic. They have 58 points. The Atlantic's pretty competitive right now. Uh, and then, of course, uh, Seattle in the West here, they are 52 points. They're just a couple points shy of L.A. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll have to see what happens. I mean, the deadline is still 29 days. I don't expect the Oilers to make any moves until maybe the week of the deadline, like we saw with Ekholm. 
Yeah, exactly. Because that one was like just a few days before, and then the so, deadlines yeah. just a quiet day. So a little bit, yeah. But hey, nothing wrong with that. As long as like we, you got just got to make the moves in time, and I look forward to see what this team can do here. So mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting. I mean, right now we're in a playoff spot. Like yes. give me the air. Everyone's panicking. We're in a play. If we can get in, that's when we got it. That's the true test of the team. See how they can play with them. So. Yeah, and I think it's just something to note. Uh, Eric Francis says that there's a few Oilers scouts at the Flames game in New Jersey, so maybe the Oilers are trying to get eyes on Tanev and Toffoli. So uh, I have heard Toffoli's name too now today. Yeah, good. But hey, let's wait and see. And hey, I appreciate you hopping on here for a little bit. I know you're the big Oilers guy. So uh, what what exactly do you do with Oilers Nation? Tell everyone about it here. Uh, Yeah, I run basically all our social media. So anything you kind of see on the Oilers Nation Instagram, it's me posted. Uh, I do the TikTok posting and Facebook. Uh, Twitter is a weird one. I don't know if you know, uh, we have a guy named Wanye. That's kind of his uh, handle on socials. Mm -hmm. Nobody really knows his real name. He likes to keep it that way. Uh, Wanye is the guy who will make a post and it's all in capitals for the most part. So but 99% of the content that you see on Oilers Nation's uh, social media is from me. For sure. Well, I remember you guys gave me and my buddy Keenan an interview last year. That oh, was yes. For, yeah, ga- game or after our thoughts after game one. But okay, hey, nice. I, I'm coming back. I'll be back near Edmonton here at the end of the I month. So I look forward to getting more, more games. But hey, thank you so much for hopping on here. No worries. And let's go Oilers. Let's we go Oilers, baby. Perfect. That was was there from Oilers Nation. Uh, great guy. Uh, I really appreciate him hopping on for the podcast. It was great to hear his thoughts because I wanted to go on. I really don't bring on to one too, too many people, but to have someone on with his knowledge who's listened to the team a lot more. Hey, it's great to bring on, hear that extra voice for the teams here. But anyone else, anyone else who wants to hop in, knock, feel free to request. We can talk hockey. I see Chris, Reese, Nolan, my mom, everyone who wants to listen in, feel free, knock, and I'll bring you on. Let's talk about it. But for sure. And now here we are back. And my one thing I will mention too was I should I could have brought it up with Waz here too was we had our seventh coach fired in the NHL. It was Todd McClellan, former Oilers bench boss, fired by the LA Kings. And it's seven coaches fired this far in the air. Oilers being one of the teams. And that was came. I mean, it had to happen, unfortunately. But the team, the team really fell off hard. I think maybe that older shootout loss really put a put a put a foot in the door, and they really. But just the team really wasn't performing from what I've heard and what I've watched a little bit. Like you got Pierre Luc Dubois, who's there making eight and a half million, who's floating around. We talk about guys not producing to their contracts. Well, he's one of them. He's just floating around, ollie gagging out there, like. He ain't producing. He wanted out of Columbus. He wanted out of Winnipeg. Well, now here he is in LA. He got the sun beaming down on him. What's what's going on there? That's my question. But I mean, we'll see. I mean, and then they bring in DJ Smith as an assistant coach there. So bringing in that or DJ Smith, he was let go by Ottawa at the beginning of the year. He was one of the another coaches that was fired. Just DJ Smith. Apparently, he's really well liked. That's why Ottawa held on to him for so long. They didn't want to let go of a guy with his caliber. And we'll see. But now, and then, what's his name? Jim Hiller was the named interim coach. I don't know too much. I should have done a little more research on him before, but I've never heard that name around the NHL before, in my time at least. But if, it'd be great to see. I mean, as much as much as Oilers, LA is one of our bigger rivals now. We've had, met him two, twice now, playoffs in a row. You got to wonder, is this really, can they pick it up? Because 
they got teams waiting in their breath. They got Flames even. They got Blues, Predators, teams waiting there to hop into that wild card spot. I mean, they got Central is pretty solidified. They'll probably be mixed to the top three with, or, or not Vancouver, Winnipeg, yeah, Winnipeg, Colorado, and Dallas. So that top three is going to flip-flop around because those are some pretty close teams. I mean, Winnipeg's kind of slowed out a bit, but Winnipeg can pick it back up. It's, they had They're doing good with, like keeping the door, shutting the door, but now the team's kind of not playing that well in front of Hellebuck. They're giving up chances, but they're going to make playoffs. And shouldn't be worried. I got a couple of Jets fans who listen in. Told, one told me I do need to talk more about Winnipeg, but I'm a little too busy watching other games, but I will definitely be touching a lot more around the league, and I look forward to doing that here. So, yeah, and I mean, I mean, Rick Bonus there, he, can, he knows how to get those guys going. And speaking of Winnipeg, we're talking about uh, trades with Wads there. They got Sean Monaghan. They traded with, or not Calgary. They traded with Montreal there for a first-round pick and then a conditional pick if Winnipeg's to make the Stanley Cup Finals. So first-round pick this year going to Montreal with going back to Winnipeg is Sean Monaghan, who I, I thought maybe Oilers might make a run at, but I heard the Montreal's asking price was too high, and Oilers only got the one first-round pick. So clearly they are saving it for something that they really do want and really do looking for. And I see Chris in the chat here mentioned about Toffoli about, yeah, well, I mean, I, I would be surprised too. He's one of the top players with the Devils, but at the same time, they do have other players hopping in with like, I mean, Jack Hughes' first game back tonight. I'm not sure what the score is in that game there, but I mean, we got like, we, we can, we, I mean, we do have that, but at the same time, who are we taking out of the lineup when it comes to that? So, like, who are we taking out when it comes to if we need a forward coming in? Do we send something? I heard one name brought the other day was Warren Warren Fogle trading him because he's a UFA at the end of this year. Maybe they can get use him to get some others. I mean, yeah, he's playing really good, but his trade value has gone up since he's been playing well. I'm not sure if Oilers fans can agree with that, but that's something I heard on Oilers Nation here today about potentially moving Fogle to get a different guy. Someone who can solidify themselves in the top six. Because right now, yeah, they got Perry playing top six. But Perry can play anywhere in the lineup. That's just it. Corey Perry, we talked a little bit with that with Waz. So, and then I see Chris just said here, Philly's beating Winnipeg three. Oh, well, as much as I love I love what Philly's done this year. I really did count them out. I think I might have even had them last place in the league, if I'm being honest, for my prediction. But here they are. They're kind of surprised, coming everyone by surprise. They really do. They really are performing quite well, actually, for the team that they are. And you know, Torts is in there. John Tortorella. I, I got my opinions on that. He seemed like a great guy to play for because he seemed like, yeah, he's going to be hard on you. But at the end of the day, he keeps on he keeps on going. And then, like Chris said here, he said that it keeps on, or if it, keep, it keeps on happening, they're not trying Walker. Well, yeah, and they're not going to give up anyone really. Like Konecki. And you hope that, like, whoever they have in goal is really – I'm not sure who's even Flyers' backup goalie, but clearly he's playing well if they're holding Winnipeg to 3 nothing right now. So, I mean, that game's probably close to the end of the first period or might be just the start of the second. But, hey, we'll go from there. And, yeah, shout-out to Regan, too, mentioned her favorite player, Sean Monaghan. Hey, Sean Monaghan, I know you're a big, big on him. You and Clyde both when he was up on Calgary. So, big shout-out to you guys there for listening. But, yeah, I mean – I didn't. I never really did see him coming to Edmonton. I don't know what the teams like me. I'm not too sure because a lot can change. But we shall see how 
the team's going to be moving forward, like we touched on with Laws there. So, yeah, um, the Lindholm trade, too, that really works out well for both teams because clearly first game for Vancouver, Lindholm scores two goals. Well, who scores the first goal in the Flames game is Kuzmenko. So, I mean, it, they needed that little move going in. They need that like move, that little swap, because clearly, clearly something was something wasn't clicking there with Lindholm. He was their All Star, and then they lost it to Vag. Or so I mean, we'll see. Hopefully, that new new change of scenery. I mean, I'm down in Calgary here. You'll see more. Like I can pay a little bit more attention to the Flames. I mean, I'm not going to cheer for them because I'm an Oilers fan. But at the same time, it is great to see like the change in scenery. Like they had players go in, they lost or Zadorov at the beginning of the year, but I I can't stand the Flames, even though, shout out to Regan's dad, Arfon, for the Flames jersey. It was a Lucic one. I'm a collector of jerseys, if you can't tell, but who said I'm going to wear it and cheer for the Flames? I didn't. I got the jersey I needed for a team. Happened to be a nice nice little gift. Lucic. I, I did like him in Edmonton, even though, yeah, he wasn't performing up to his contract, like we talked about there. But at the same time, hey, We'll go from there and see, but you'll see. And Lucic is a whole other topic about what's going on with him. Not going to touch on that. But, I mean, at the end of the day, too, like, and then what I did touch on as well was um, Aiden Hill. My gosh. Like, I briefly touched on Imagine if he did play that full season for Vegas. The way he played that game, like, he could be easily a Vesna winner. Like, right now, I think the favorites for Vesna are Demko and Hellebuck, if I remember correctly. So, We'll see what these teams can really go from there and really go like goalies like Skinner even, but Skinner didn't play that good to start the year, but is he worth mentioning the way he went on this run? I mean, yeah, he wasn't NHL's first all-star. I mean, maybe top five because he really did turn his season around. It was tough to watch him watching in every single puck it felt like, but Hey, he's a young goalie. He can continue on his play. Mid twenties. I'm not sure his exact age. And like Chris just said here, it all depends on what exactly. What well, all it depends on what happens with the standings. If guys are willing to listen in, or guys are willing to perform the way, or I mean, we'll see. It's like Onger's another name, for example. They got Gorgiev, who's actually kind of picking up his game. Lost me a lot of fantasy points. Thanks, Gorgiev. But at the same time, he is on a good team in Colorado. Colorado can will be scary again in the playoffs. Especially if the rumors are true, but Landis Gall coming back, who, I mean, same time, he could be really rough and really shaky, but you never know what to expect when it comes to playoff time. Like, look at Florida last year, barely got in, made his run to the Stanley Cup. So we'll see here. And, and now um, I'm going to go talk a little bit about the other Canadian national sport. I touch on hockey a lot here on this podcast, but let's talk about lacrosse. Lacrosse, the wonderful game, Canada's national sport of lacrosse. I actually had the chance to attend a couple games here this month and or over the weekend watching the Calgary Roughnecks play. And those games are it's unbelievable. It's it basically to me felt like hockey and basketball combined for like the sport, like the atmosphere where lacrosse is always like lacrosse. They got music playing all the time. Yeah, like the 15 minute quarters, it's just music bumping. The way the crowd interacts, like other team make it or scores, like hey, who scored? Who cares? Like that's lacrosse for you, and the physicality to aspect, like the way the teams were really hitting. I mean, I haven't been to a game lacrosse game where Calgary's won, so maybe I should 
not good anymore. But like, and like Chris said here, there of some across, but outside the yeah, there's like not much coverage, unfortunately. Like TSN doesn't cover much games. I hope that's a sport that can grow. Like they get new teams every year, it really seems like. But can they continue that? Because it's a great sport. You got like physicality, you got players two-handing guys each other, like slashing each other, big body checks, like a lot of scraps, but it is really high scoring. It really does need the coverage and maybe it needs something like proper commentary or something like that. I don't know what they need, but it really should go out there a lot better, I would hope, right? But I mean, the energy in the building too, like I said, music playing all the time. They got a goal song. Like, uh, I'll have to find it here, but the, the goal song that they play for them is really, I mean, lacrosse, like the teams are scoring 10 goals a game, but you're hearing that song, you're getting all fired up and really getting into it. It's unbelievable. But Calgary team, I mean, maybe I'll have to do a little bit more lacrosse coverage if I can follow them a little bit more. But I mean, the games are really, really, they're a really fun watch. And I was lucky enough to go second game right on the glass. That was a lot of fun. Thanks, Autumn, for coming with me. I know she's probably watching here, but thanks, Autumn, for coming to the games with me. We had a great time once again. So, yeah. And lacrosse, hey, I highly recommend if you haven't gone to a game, really should check it out because really, really different. That's for sure. So now to close out the show here, I'm going to touch on on this day in hockey history. But on this day in hockey history, it is going to be a, another day, unfortunately. It was yesterday. So let's who? Hey, welcome. It's February 7th. 2024. Yeah, I said that right. <laughs> but no, we're gonna talk, we're gonna touch on here on on February 7th in 1976. Daryl Sittler set the NHL record for 10 points in a game. 10 points. Not many players have came close. The one I really re remember in particular was Sam Gagne when he scored his which happened like pretty or February 2nd, 2012 against Chicago, eight eight points. Yada, yada, yada. How do I know that? I'm a hockey nerd. Don't ignore me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. And 19, he set an NHL record with 10 points in a single game in an 11-4 win over the Boston Bruins on February 7th, 1976. With six goals and four assists, he actually managed to get a natural hat-trick in that third period there, which kind of would really help solidify the points. And clearly he wanted that record. But I think, though... The best Daryl Sittler moment I can think of, if you Canadian listeners will know, is his cameo for Corner Gas Season 2, Episode 2, The Hockey Card. Yeah, that's what he's best known for. Not his play on the ice and being a Hall of No. I say his cameo for Corner Gas. <laughs> no, but no, I, I, I that's my favorite TV show. I mean, it's a nice Canadian show up here in Canada, Corner Gas. If you... If no one doesn't or know what that is, or I highly recommend looking for clips on YouTube. You can find little clips of the show. Hilarious show. Great Canadian content. I was happy I actually get to go to the town where it was filmed. It's just based off of a small town in Saskatchewan. And the comedy that goes with living in a small town and having a gas station, like where workers come in. So, yeah, that's highly recommend. If anyone doesn't listen, it's up on Crave here in Canada. I think you might be able to. I think I heard it is on Prime actually down in the States, but. Highly recommend. There's six seasons. Laugh every episode, like 100 episodes. And I was fortunate enough to meet the creator and one, the main actor in the show this year. Got him to sign his book, Brent Butt. Highly recommend if 
You've never heard of Corner Gas. I don't know what you're doing watching me right now or listening to me right now. Go watch it. Go watch YouTube right now. I, I should I could have pulled up some clips, but it's really unbelievable. And he had a nice little cameo. The episode was kind of based off a hockey card with him up in season two. But hey, I went a little, it leaded right into the thing. I didn't go too off the rails with it. So, I mean, I think that's going to wrap up my short show here, though. If anyone wants to knock and come on for a bit, just talk. I put in a knock request. I'll bring you, love to bring you on here. But if no one's knocking their request to come on, I will start to wrap up the show here because I really appreciate all the support I've gotten. All the people who listening right here on No Filter Network or people who are listening on Spotify because I've had a fair bit of listeners that I was not expecting. I said in my first episode, I'd be happy if I had five people listen. But here I am and I'm actually and I'm enjoying doing this. So now we got to set schedule out for here, which I'm going to start doing for Let's Talk About. It. I'm going to start doing new episodes, having them on Thursdays. I'm not sure I'll do morning or afternoon shows. It all depends. Right now I'm in the midst of moving stuff, but it all depends. And all you loyal listeners, people are here. If you're listening here, give it a listen on Spotify too after the fact. Help me get those listeners up as well. I'm joking. I don't need it. But it would be nice if you did. I would really appreciate it. Um, <laughs> but no, um, thank you so much for everyone who joined in. On, or thank you so much for Waz for joining in here from Oilers Nation. Check out Oilers Nation on Instagram. Big shout out to him for hopping on. He did really, really good with hopping on here today. Really helped with bringing the bringing the podcast going forward really helped me out here. And then other people too, like all you people listening here, Nolan, Reese, Chris, you guys did are, you guys are unbelievable. Like my mom, Autumn, Regan, big shout out to everyone here. Let's go Oilers. And Hey, new episode, next episode, live streaming next Thursday at 4 30 PM mountain time. I look forward to seeing you all there on let's talk about it. Thank you so much for listening in. And I appreciate every single one of you and share it with a friend, tell someone, Hey, and make sure you give someone a hug. You never know who needs it. Peace out everyone. Thank you so much.